0: movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode 218. Mario is laying waste to all who dare oppose him and his gloved fist of fury. (laughs) Yes. Also, Mario is already the highest grossing movie of 2023, and I kind of really love that. Absolutely. Um, Because Josh and I both said that it would be the highest grossing movie of the year, and... I don't see that stopping. It is going to go unchallenged for most of this month, honestly. Uh, but in the spirit of video games, we're going to go, okay, we've got a lot of adaptations. Some, Last of Us, Super Mario, are really great. Some are, eh, points for trying, Uncharted. Uh, and then others, Halo. Um, but we're going to talk about the ones that still have not gotten an adaptation yet. With the caveat, they cannot be actively in development correct so like josh's god of war movie slash tv series whatever amazon's doing with that um i'm yeah, not gonna talk gears is. of war just because i feel like gears of war has been in limbo forever borderlands <laughs> yeah. is completely done it's just a matter of what yeah, are they doing uh, with it that's a weird <laughs> yeah. one uh, but yeah we're gonna one. do movies that are to our knowledge not actively in development, but given the success of Mario, I would imagine that a bunch of these will soon be announced or greenlit in the near future. Mm-hmm. But uh, Josh, how are you doing tonight?
1: Chilling like a villain, my dude, <laughs> as always. Uh, work was good. Life's good. We're chilling. I got some art books in, so I'm getting ready to draw up a, uh, another storm. You know, man, it's we're just chilling out here. <laughs> you watching anything good lately? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, This week... <laughs> okay. First of all, let's hit the normal ones. So obviously, *Manda* *Mandalorian* season six, fantastic. Love it. Lo- love the direction we're going. But not season episode, e- episode
0: six of episode, season same three. Thing. Also, like <laughs> the fact that you're saying it's a great episode.
1: Wow. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Like maybe I'm not as thrown by like ca- cameos, but like or first of all, it, I mean, there's that too. Yeah, obviously, but, but still, like I. I don't know who's out here saying they hate Jack Black cameos, but uh you need to like suck it up guys. Come on. This is Jack Black. Like it's that's so cool to me. I love that. So let's let's talk
0: Mando this yeah, past yeah, yeah. week because uh I hate to say it, but I've kind of gone into Mando this season not feeling as much of a sense of urgency as mm-hmm. previous seasons, I have like, I need to see it. I, it used to be routine for me. Of every Wednesday before I'd go to work, I'd get up extra early, make sure I see it before I go to work. I will go a day or two at least before seeing a Mando episode nowadays just because it doesn't fair. feel as high priority. And this one especially, everyone was clamoring about how bad it was and how shoehorned in the camos were. So I was expecting the worst. Y'all have made a monetary career. Out of bashing Star Wars, whether it makes sense for you or not. Because Mm -hmm. I tried to explain to my parents this past weekend when we went out to lunch for Easter. I was like, I'm I'm glad y'all aren't on the internet to understand that there's a growing number of quote-unquote fans in the Star Wars community that just make money off of complaining about Star Wars. And this was more fuel to their fire. So I thought going into it, this was going to be a terrible episode. It was like every other episode this season. It's really not that bad. I'm, am I annoyed that Mando's kind of taking a back seat? Yeah, but that's not this yeah. episode's problem. That's the entire season's problem. Agreed. Yeah, um, I'll give you that. In regards to the cameos, I actually didn't mind two out of the three of them. Um, yes. I do think Jack Black was not the right choice here, but that's because as I love Jack Black. And I only see Jack Black in this. It's one of those of just like, Star Wars doesn't typically have face cameos like this because it immediately takes you out of the world. Like, Star Wars always kind of prides itself on taking unknown actors. Or if they do have big name actors, Daniel Craig, they just do the voice. So, Jack Black did take me out of it a little bit. Just going, that's Jack Black. And maybe it's because I'm not as familiar with Lizzo as I am Jack Black. That's fair. She didn't take me out nearly as much as Jack Black did. I think she was just fine. People need to just get off the lady. Like, yeah, she she put a whole bunch of stuff on social media about like it's a dream come true. So, was I the biggest fan of those two characters in particular? Not really. But were they the worst thing ever? Guys, Star Wars is so much worse. Um, That being said, Christopher Lloyd fit like a glove in this universe to me. He actually Mm. felt like he made a lot of sense. how the episode resolves itself is a little weird of just like, I hate you go to timeout. Okay. Will you forgive yeah. me someday? Like that was kind of the weirdest resolution. And also like this character that we're just only introducing at the beginning of this episode, just kind of completely switches back to another team. By the end of the episode, I was like, we should have established that character sooner on this yeah. season here because it felt a little weird. I didn't hate it nearly as much as other people. Maybe just because, I don't monetize my hatred for Star Wars. I will just like the things that I like. It's not that complicated, people.
1: Like Yeah, I mean I I agree. It's maybe I enjoy cuz I just enjoy Jack Black in almost everything and so for me I was more excited that like he he was there maybe i don't know i to be like i really enjoyed the pairing of lizzo and jack jack black more than anything else i felt i felt that they fed off each other very well um and again kind of like the like to your point i don't like i i just watch vando and enjoy it i don't like have any expectations for it it just does its thing and i figure it out if i enjoyed it or not like I, I don't get all the hate also it just doesn't make sense i
0: think because of all the hate of just like this the um the camos are forced lizzo is a woman how dare a woman be in my star wars stuff you know yeah i'm yeah, sure yeah. those star wars sweats are handling the whole Bo Katan situation completely Oof. rationally Oof. um and all the completely negative stuff i think we're overlooking something that honestly is not just my favorite thing about this episode but one of my favorite elements of the season that i didn't think i would really love but it was how they portrayed the droids in this episode
1: of yeah! just like the
0: droids have their own little bar that while they never blatantly call attention to it it felt like um, the bar in episode 4 I was really expecting one of the robots at one point to say we don't serve your kind here like as a yeah yin to the yang type situation but also like the droids are like yeah we don't have a purpose in existing we are created by organics we must serve the organics we want to have good rapport with the organics when they start killing people it will deactivate Us. And we want to be alive. I'm going... I'm having oh, an existential oh. crisis yes.
1: <laughs> Staring at yeah. the wall like, I, I really, really liked how It like, it definitely calls into question Mando's like, hit, Why he hates droids And whether it's founded Whether he thinks it's founded in reality or not If it's even okay to have In every situation um, Let's talk a little briefly here About the Bo-Katan centering Because I think it's interesting to me that she's slowly starting to become the main character, which I don't know about you. I kind of like I, Bo, Bo-Katan is slowly for me becoming a way more interesting character than Mando. And it, it Din Djarin doesn't have the kind of like quote unquote family background to really have as much impact to the star Wars universe as bo is going to end up having. So it, to me, it feels like a natural su- switch. Uh, the, the, Mandalorian is not necess- is a title of the show, just because it happens to be about Mandalorians, not necessarily that it focuses on one, and to, even though like we've kind of half focused on one the, the enti- for two seasons. Yeah. Uh,
0: I still, I know some people are just like, well, now we know who The Mandalorian refers to. I'm just like, I think The Mandalorian could apply to a bunch of different people in this situation. I'm Mm -hmm. hoping that this... I don't want to say this ends the Bo-Katan thing, but like the mini-arc within this season, I think, belonged to Bo-Katan. So I think now that that's kind of resolved itself, we can get back to Din to close out this season type thing because we don't have a lot of episodes this season we don't have a lot of episodes left i think this is an eight episode season which i think is ridiculously short um but yeah we'll get more into star wars stuff later of they're clearly setting up bigger things so if if this season is anything it's a lot like well i don't have issues with this season mando i definitely think it's not as good as the first two but it is the age of ultron of Mandalorian of they're setting up a lot of things and they are going to be setting up even more things for ahsoka um which is both a good and a bad thing it takes away from the personalization of mando and grogu that just that father-son dynamic but it yeah. also expands out the universe around them which you know fans have been complaining that we haven't gotten in so long so uh which which is it their fans uh but besides mando uh, Heather and I did a doubleheader on Saturday because I was like, there's a whole yeah, bunch of stuff I in the that. theaters. So if we don't do a doubleheader <laughs> now, we're going to start falling behind. We still haven't seen d d yet, but uh, we saw Ben Affleck's Air and the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, we both really, really liked Air. I don't know if you necessarily need to rush out in theaters to see it. It's, it's an Amazon movie, so it's going to be on Amazon eventually. It's a pretty good cliche dad sports movie. In the vein of like a Moneyball or um a Ford v. Ferrari, the only issue that I have is at least with Moneyball, the odds that a main character has to overcome feel much more insurmountable and there's that feels like they might not actually succeed. Whereas Air, you never get the sense that they're not gonna sign Michael Jordan. Like there isn't as much there's not a ton of tension. A lot yeah, of things yeah. a lot of things go right for them. Like in succession, and it's paced brilliantly. I kept thinking, "Wow, are we almost done here?" Because we're just flying through this, not in a bad way, not in a Mario way. We'll talk about that in a little bit here, but like it's paced really well. But there's no big hurdles. Like the boss has like one or two scenes where he's opposed to certain things, but then he hops on the other side real quick. It it's a well-made, run-of-the-mill sports movie. Ben Affleck is a fantastic director he continues to be there's some great performances in it just a little cliche but i think i could have used a little more adversity but also they're trying to spice up a story that i don't know of necessarily has a ton of spice in it so to speak Uh, yeah that's fair but the main event was the super mario brothers movie and i'm still pissed at myself because I'm sure some of you that watch this channel have already seen it, but I posted my review of the Super Mario Brothers movie and I don't know what the hell went wrong, but um something happened to my review and the audio is ridiculously out of sync, like a couple seconds behind and Oof. I didn't realize it until after I had uploaded and a decent amount of you had already watched some fuck. Oh, balls can't just take it down now um it's like all out of whack so I apologize for that but I'm gonna summarize my thoughts again here it's not a perfect movie as a kids family movie it is fine to really good it's got a lot of problems that other kids animated movies of lesser quality have to deal with in terms of like incredibly fast rushed pacing of just action scene action scene get the next scene get the next scene and not as many character moments as I think deserve to be there so overall some of the arcs and the more emotional beats don't quite land because we haven't spent enough time developing them and also the uber annoying universal trend that is put every popular pop song in this movie at one point or another take on me from aha y'all like that song how about we play that what in donkey kong country i'm going let's let's not That's that sounds weird or like i need a hero i'm going that That's a cool song, and it fits better here than it did in Shazam, but it's it's not great. That's the soundtrack. The score, on the other hand, it's going to be the best score of the year. This music is so perfect. Uh, But as a Mario movie, you cannot change a single thing about this movie. It is a perfect Mario movie, and I love seeing that it's already the number one movie on Amazon right now for the pre-orders because... About five minutes in, I'm just going, yeah, I'm going to need to get this on 4K because...
1: <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Colors
0: are so pretty, so vibrant. It's just, oh, it looks so gorgeous. Colors just pop off the screen. The soundtrack's phenomenal. Um, there's so many Easter eggs in this and sometimes literal eggs in this. Uh, It is so much fun. It's one of those just like, just sit back and enjoy it type of movies. It's not the deepest, nice. most complex, but at the same time y'all mario has never been the deepest or more, most complex in that yeah, sense yeah, like yeah, yeah. if you grew up playing mario you're gonna have a good time i think a lot of the critics that are bashing on this even have said in their interviews that they either aren't gamers or didn't grow up playing games or you know just are emotionally dead inside and don't have an inner child anymore because <laughs> if you played mario at all even in the slightest you will have a
1: good time with this one i promise nice nice uh well uh in, in a outside of the uh my brother had never seen creed and he was like i really want to watch creed so we watched the first one you took him uh, higher took I t- absolutely and uh i'm excited i cannot wait to watch the second one again with him um because he like has never like i i've watched a lot of movies with him and i can tell when he's really into a movie or really like when a, he's like me like when the emotional beats hit, you can tell because I'm wearing my emotions on my face on the, in that moment. Like, absolutely. He's also that way. So I'm really excited and really interested to see what he thinks of the second one because he's also never seen a Rocky movie. So he's going into all of these, like, kind of just with the Creed verse idea, which is kind of like a unique vision that I
0: hadn't thought of that. That was like really cool. We had a friend in college that their first Star Wars movie was The Force Awakens. And so they only <laughs> yeah. get it from the sequel trilogy, which I'm going, ooh. That's an interesting perspective that you bring to the table it here. Is. Much less cynical. I love it. Um, yes,
1: but has he seen uh, also, Warrior yet? Just to yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's seen okay. Warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. Hard. I was like, do you? I I told him I was like, I don't think you understand the the door that you have unlocked here because we're gonna get we're gonna go rewatch Warrior. We're gonna go Southpaw. We're gonna go Real Steel. We're gonna go like. There's so many like. Great... Here comes the boom. Here comes the boom is so good. It does not deserve to be as good as it is, um, and then. It... <laughs> in a response to in the response to watching pixar story the, that documentary um last week um i watched not one not two not three four pixar disney pixar movies this this week um i've i've seen them all before so it is you know whatever but uh watched cars guys i just i love cars i don't i it, it's still good i understand it's memed into oblivion but it's just fun Ciao. it's just, it's just such a fun movie um finding nemo watched finding nemo again for the first time on my i've never seen it on my oled tv and i've never seen it in surround sound um by god that movie is so good love it still to this day um watched incredibles uh, uh, as well gosh like i always loved incredibles but again seeing it in that in like 4k and in that the the, like that heightened visual and then having a the surround sound super super cool um very like really like fun uh atmosphere that i never thought I'd, I'd be a part of um and then in like the biggest part of irony i think um yesterday i was wor- i was doing some uh working on so- the the list for the for for today's discussion and eating a plate of like 20 chicken nuggets that i made and i was like you know what i'm gonna ratatouille. watch ratatouille <laughs> No <laughs> oh, surprised yeah no it's such a it again also fantastic film very well paced it's a lot of fun uh i don't think i'm done with my 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 disney pixar kit
0: yeah i I think i need a pixar deep dive at some point so bringing up the the pixar story kid did you ever end up watching waking sleeping beauty i don't think so is that is that on disney plus that should be on disney plus so what the, the difference between waking sleeping beauty and the pixar story is waking sleeping beauty uses all footage that was actually shot by disney animators around the time of nice. the disney renaissance so it's not like talking head interviews and whatnot when they're just like yeah and then jeffrey katzenberger stormed into the office mad about some decision it shows b-roll of him like loitering around the office talking to people that's why it's so okay. well done basically it talks about like from basically like Little Mermaid Beauty and the Beast era to the late 90s ish so like the prime Disney okay. like prime Disney renaissance era of um Jeffrey Katzenberg being in charge of everything Frank Wells passing away um mm. bringing in of Michael Eisner how animation almost died basically so the whole waking sleeping beauty was we need to revive the animation department and it was Really, really well done. I think that's one of my favorite documentaries ever. So if you like Pixar Story, I'd say check that out. Now, getting into some news. Our first topic. Lucasfilm had Star Wars celebration this weekend. And I didn't (laughs) care. Like... It was better than some previous years, but at the same time, I feel like the franchise isn't in the best situation right now. And this Star Wars celebration didn't do a whole lot to win people over. That being said, at least they had some stuff to talk about. They decided to announce three new movies. And I'm going... Only Some of these are new things, but also the three movies that they announced feel like the safest options in the world except for one one I'm going stop trying to make fetch a thing stop trying to make fetch happen um so the three movies that were announced at Lucasfilm were one directed by James Mangold um it was also clarified that weekend by James Gunn a different James that James Mangold is in fact writing and directing the upcoming Swamp Thing movie so yes um we just don't oh, know which cool. one is coming out first um i'd imagine Swamp Thing over this because that Got announced first, and I just feel like this is longer off. Uh, but James Mangold, not Gunn Mangold, the director of Ford v Ferrari, Logan, the Wolverine, he's going to be directing a the first Star Wars like prequel ish story of the first person to ever experience the Force set 25,000 years before episode four. And I just go, that is a Good idea. That's that's the top idea here. Because we're not going to shoehorn in Yoda here. We're not going to shoehorn in other references. Potentially, there could only be one Jedi here. I would love that. Or, I don't know what Disney wants to make their new canon or whatever. In a perfect world. Because there's always two. No more, no less. I would love it if there's two siblings. One discovers the Force super quick. And the other is bitter that they haven't found the force and that's the origin of the dark mm. side is is an unnatural force, a perversion hmm. of the force. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. of an anger coming out of the force I'm going I don't I don't know if that's the route they'll go, but going ooh, a very very prequel here. That's that's probably a safe option here. Uh the next will be I don't know if they set a director for this. I don't think it's Dave Filoni doing. I think direct, it's Dave. Is, is Dave Filoni directing I'm this? I'm almost
1: certain it's Dave. I'd but, have to double check, but yeah. Supposedly
0: we're getting a movie that is the culmination of the quote-unquote Mandoverse, which I shudder hearing that word. It just sounds gimmicky. Uh, but basically all the stories revolving around The Mandalorian will culminate into one big live-action movie. So Mando seasons one through whatever, Ahsoka, uh, I feel like there's some other show that might tie into this. But, you know, as we'll talk about with Ahsoka, it is very, very evident who the threat will be. And I'm going, ah, yes. Uh, But this just makes sense to me. Uh, It feels Mm -hmm. like things have been building bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm just more surprised that it's going to be a theatrical release movie just because it kind of... I don't want to say goes against the sequel trilogy, but it's like Disney almost going, yeah, we know what you actually wanted with the sequel trilogy, and we kind of dropped the ball. So, uh... Take two, (laughs) but with different characters because we aged out the other ones. Uh, And then lastly, here's the stop trying to make fetch happen. Here's the this is blatantly a Kathleen Kennedy pick here. We're getting a movie following Rey as she rebuilds the Jedi Order 15 years at the Rise of Skywalker. Now, I've said this before. Daisy Ridley is a phenomenal actress. She's a great ambassador for the brand of Star Wars. She puts up with so much crap that fans throw at her that's undeserved. That being said, Rey is one of the single most uninteresting characters in all of Star Wars. I think every single sequel character is almost better than her. Kylo is the actual main character of the sequel trilogy because he's written more interesting, more complex. Finn, even though he got his knees cut out from under him, is a more interesting character. Poe is a more interesting character. Rey... Ray is unfortunately the product of checking things off a checklist for, yes. of we need to be able to sell toys. We need to market this. We need to, we know we need to show that we've evolved with the times instead of, you know, focusing on creating a good character. Could this be a redemption for the Ray character? Who knows? Maybe. It's just like, we've moved away from the sequel era. I feel like, can we, can we stop revisiting this? But it feels like this is very much a Kathleen Kennedy digging her heels in one last time before she's not there anymore. I'm just going, you will like Ray. Ray. only a select handful of our audience will get this, but I don't care. Ray is the Roman Reigns of the Star Wars universe. They keep shoehorning them in to places that they don't really fit in terms of fans will love this person. We need this person to be loved by the fans, even though they really should have turned into a bad guy years before they actually did. Uh, I've rambled enough, Josh. Of these three projects, how would you <laughs> rank your excitement levels here?
1: Um, I def- it's, I think it's definitely kind of the same way in, in which they uh, announced them with Mangold's um, first Jedi story, then the Mandalorian's uh, culmination movie, and then Rey's 15 years later kind of film. Um, partly because at least for me, I got, you know, that season of Korra that has a large section of it that is all dedicated to the first Avatar. I get that vibes from this of like, oh, okay, cool. So we're going to see like how different the galaxy was back then. Like, I think maybe that's something that I did enjoy. I enjoyed about the the Light of the Jedi book is that it is set before in this time before even the technologically advanced people that we see on Star Wars, aren't as advanced and like there's still there's not even bacta tanks and stuff like that so it's like i'm very very curious like is this a world before space travel is this a is this a galaxy before like what the ga- what does the galaxy look like before the, S- the sith and jedi wars does this is this the movie that leads up to that event um i'm st- i'm super ex- excited about about that i think it is something that is not safe and that, but is fresh and interesting and a, a, a timeline which i i am very interested in i think we haven't explored enough about um culmination of the mandalorian saga i agree it is cut feel a little gimmicky as far as when they get a combination of the Mandoverse. um little annoying but with that being said I, it's really cool to actually probably get like a two-hour movie as the culmination um uh, to be fair, after Last of Us giving us an hour, hour, like hour long episodes, getting 30 minute episodes kind of feels cheap, kind of feels like I'm getting cheated a little bit uh, for better, or for worse. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited that it's getting a, a film to, as the culmination it tells me that it's going to be a really big deal. Um, and then maybe I'm not as I'm definitely not as bitter about the Ray stuff as you um i i at the very least at least they're you know going forward in time so we can have some change some stuff some maybe some stuff can can be a little different to me this is another opportunity I, i'm choosing to be po- uh, you know optimistic or positive here at least one um, of us has to yeah i and partly because i think being negative here doesn't do anything um it doesn't you know help at all um I think this is a second opportunity, uh, you know, outside of the expectations of the sequel trilogy to allow Rey to become her own character, to be her own person um, and not be so attached to the names. Um, This gives an opportunity to explore Poe a little bit more, maybe actually leaning into the hints that they they gave in um, Force Awakens with Finn. I would not, I would be totally okay with that.
0: Let's see, here's the problem that I think we run into. I think Daisy Ridley's Ray is the only one coming back for this, just because, unfortunately, due to just the lack of direction for the trilogy, but also fan reaction, a lot of the actors in this, including Daisy Ridley, so I applaud her for being willing to come back, kind of got burned, especially John Boyega as Finn. Mm -hmm. I feel like he. He's been extremely vocal about how bitter he is at Disney, and I think, I think he's completely justified. He's very oh, much yeah. just like, I got the sense that I was supposed to be the first Black Jedi in. Well, to which I'm just going Mace Windu, but like main but, character yeah. wise, I get. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of just take that away. I completely yeah. believe that that is where JJ was going to take the character, and then as we've said numerous times, Ryan Johnson just goes, I like your script proceeds to just toss it in the furnace. Like Mm -hmm. I, I'm so curious what the direction of the trilogy was. If there was one before Ryan took over, because I think there was bigger plans for Finn. Initially we know for a fact, there was never bigger plans for Oscar Isaac's Poe. He was supposed to die at the beginning of force awakens. I'm glad they kept him around. Um, maybe give him more to do but yeah i i don't see oscar isaac coming back either he's no, a I much don't. hotter commodity now than he was at the beginning of star wars i remember like looking him up going okay he was an inside lewin davis an ex machina but ex machina mm-hmm. i think was 2015 as well i think um we're going he's a bigger deal john Boyega doesn't really want to come back for this um the original trilogy people are either dead in real life or dead in canon so you can't bring them back really uh you'd be like you can bring back force luke I don't think luke wants to be connected to this sequel trilogy any more than he has to be because yeah. he's a little because he's been in the business longer he's better at being subtle with his jabs but rest assured mark hamill definitely has some sly jabs at oh yeah last jedi a lot from some going mm, maybe maybe tone that down a little bit um, but at the same time i am not the biggest fan of ray i do not fault Dizzy ridley at all for that i fault the lack of planning and script writing on the flip side i completely understand respect appreciate and i think it's awesome the impact that ray as a character has in the star mm-hmm. wars community for good There's a lot of young girls that look up to the Ray character. They love Ray as their favorite character in the entire franchise. I think that's vitally important. I think that's awesome. Even though that character is not for me, I do not need every character to be for me. We'll talk about another character in another franchise here in a little bit that Mm -hmm. the characters, all the characters actually in that movie do nothing for me, but it's one of those. I'm super happy if that is your thing, because you can enjoy that thing. It's just not for me. And that's, that's the case with Rey. I was super excited after Force Awakens. I think they set her up for a lot of interesting things. Just not, they didn't follow through with it, which is, you yeah. know, most of the characters. Um, I'm excited to see some characters return in that big Mando crossover. But we well, we could talk about that in the next story here. But yeah. any, other, any other thoughts on these movies specifically, Josh, or Star no, Wars Celebration no. in general?
1: no not, not really uh it is interesting that they came out and kind of said that ryan johnson's trilogy is not in active development which was which like we've okay, known we've known we've that known but it, it was one of those that like okay at least you you're saying it now and not just like not saying anything um there's a lot i think star wars celebration this year was better than last year oh absolutely uh, They at least had something to bring this year
0: <laughs> now can we say the same thing about d23 soon yeesh Next up is more Star Wars stuff, but there's there's enough here to talk about that we think it's important to make it its own separate news topic than the first three movies that were announced at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, I don't know why, but I didn't expect this trailer from Celebration. I I just wasn't expecting it. And that is we got our first official trailer for the upcoming Ahsoka series, which, if I remember correctly, is dropping in like August. August, August? is that mm-hmm. what they said? Um, mm-hmm. I have been cautiously optimistic for ahsoka i'll be honest before mando ahsoka was a character that i knew of in the clone wars but i didn't really have any form of emotional attachment to even now they're fine but i think it's more of that character resonates if you have watched the clone wars if you have I know Ahsoka is one of the most beloved characters of that fandom. Cool. Uh, I really like what they did with her in Mando. You can always tell a Dave Filoni episode, though, because, boy, do the Clone Wars characters and the Rebels characters get some shine. Uh, and I think Ahsoka, yes. Ahsoka is just going to be Rebels 2.0. But as a staunch defender and lover of the Rebels series, I cannot wait. Uh, this oh, dude, trailer yeah. was not so much an Ahsoka show it, trailer. It was like... Ahsoka, 50%. Rebels, another 50%. Because <laughs> you get the live-action debut of uh nepotism in Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Hera, which I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead, but boy do I think it's a little suspect that we just finished the Obi-Wan series last year, who she's, you know, married to Ewan McGregor, and she just yeah. happens to get that role not too long afterwards, but still love you, Ewan, but uh yeah, I'm not as big of a fan of, uh, over the past couple years. Uh, but that's that's a whole other thing. Uh, we saw Hera, we saw Sabine, who honestly we will wait till the show comes out. I think Mary Elizabeth Winstead might be cast just by how the character looks. Sabine looks perfect. Sabine yes. looks like Sabine, except a few years later. I missed it the first time I saw the trailer. Uh, we also got a quick, brief look at Ezra yes, in the trailer. I'm going, I completely missed that the first time, and then we watched him going. Oh, that's Ezra in the in the hologram there, hologram, the projection. Yeah. He he's gonna be the MacGuffin in this season, and I am totally fine with that. Um, we get characters from Rebels. We get shots from Rebels. We got the nice like tall watchtower from. Dude, it was going- so
1: cool to see Lothal. Oh my gosh. We're,
0: we're oh we also got a Lothcat. I I'm Dude. sure we're gonna get that mural from the end of the show from the finale. I hope so. Um. Also, I love that this trailer sparked a whole internet debate, not of the quality, but it's like the the yellow dress slash blue dress of, is this lightsaber red or is it orange? (laughs) Yes. Honestly, either side, you have valid points because if
1: it is orange, it could be a little, it's blood orange. We'll go with that. It really is. And then hearing, um, Dave Filoni get asked about it and he actually explains some, some bits, little bits about it, uh, is very, very interesting. Um, yeah. First things first, it's rebels 2.0. Like, uh, I, I, and I'm here for it. Absolutely. Um, Ahsoka is clearly taking the spot of Kanan and I have no issues with that. Um, Except I, she can I, see, yes, and she's alive. Uh, I will miss Kanan. Absolutely. Have, <gasps> The opportunity for maybe a flashback with Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, as Oh, do is, not tempt me dude, with that. Dude, it, it, it is within the voice. realm. His voice yeah. was in
0: Rise of Skywalker, so he's game to come back.
1: Exactly. I would be so down for that. Are you kidding? Even like Hera having like a memory or something, having a flashback of a memory moment. Oh, dude. I would. Ah, so cool. Um, seeing Chopper was fun. Uh, I'm excited to see... Where we're going, it is very clear how that Thrawn is is going to be the big bad. Um, laid by th- Lars Mickelson, yes, they confirmed that after the trailer, dude. Which is like, well, crap, all right, well, if you weren't on board now, you, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, the big question I think we're gonna have is how did he get away from Ezra because he, he was trapped, Ezra trapped him. Like, that is not like it is hmm so we'll see what happens but i'm very 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 excited ahsoka gets better and better the more we see her um the orange the guys with the orange lightsabers i'm super stoked for um i love how different how they handle lightsabers looks uh it is very clearly uh uh, i want to say like methodical it's very like boom boom like angle 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 okay cool not like i'm gonna sweep this around like it's very clearly that that they are not jedi but it's also very clear that they are not sith and i will say that out loud even before dave filoni get, get had his little interview about them um basically saying like if i don't know have you seen the interview yes okay yeah where he's like yeah i'm glad you saw that yes those that is absolutely like a darker orange uh it is kind of a head nod towards uh darth vader's first lightsaber but at the same time that should be your first kind of indication that maybe these people are not who that color would suggest that they are and maybe they are but not all the way and we're like okay cool that makes me super stoked are we gonna get some some gray jedi stuff dabbling more because i mean it is ahsoka so it is very very possible that we're gonna lean heavily into the gray jedi stuff uh but yeah, I, and I could talk about this trailer, like, all day. I am so stoked for Ahsoka. Um, showed it to my dad, and he was like, "The I, I hate it. And I was like, why? He was like, because I have to wait till August. So I was like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got to show my dad, because he's the one that's like, has seen all of Clone Wars, even though I haven't. He's seen all, I think he's seen all of Bad Batch. He's seen Rebels. Like, he, he, he anything Star Wars he like will watch almost anything so he he's up to date with this which I'm sure he's super excited for it a detail that it I missed it the first time I saw this trail and I'm not seeing nearly enough people talk about it because you know it's a rebels detail and not nearly enough people watch rebels correct when Ahsoka is confronting the guy with the blood orange lightsaber they're clearly in the world between yes, worlds and I'm dude. going that is some deep cut stuff right there That could also have huge ramifications. Guys, the World Between Worlds is this interesting concept that they introduced. I think it was first introduced in Rebels. At least that's where I first came in contact with it. From
1: what I understand, yeah. Because the first time we ever saw it was when Ezra went there.
0: Yes. And it's basically a space beyond time and space. You can go to any time or space, basically. It's a gateway. It's like a train station almost to any spot within the the living force
1: as long as you're yeah as long as you're a force user you can't yeah like you can't just walk in which has
0: you know major ramifications if that's being introduced into the live action sphere or to the general pop into the general populace's conscious i'm going oh oh dave filoni you getting uber sweaty and me liking it
1: no, oh, yeah, absolutely. It'll be really interesting to see um, the <laughs> quote-unquote fans that have not seen Rebels uh, when that gets introduced to them and they're going to be like, well, you're just pulling this out of nowhere? What is this? Really? Oh, time on. travel in Star oh, Wars? Time travel with the Force? Ah, they're, we're just making up abilities now. Like, I can totally see that happening. <laughs>
0: well, did you know that Lucasfilm doesn't just make star wars stuff i know there's that rumor what? floating around that they're just like scrap any lucas thing Lucasfilm thing that's not star wars we need to get star wars back on track which is why they canceled the indiana jones tv show allegedly uh i don't know <laughs> if i believe that or not just I have reason to doubt that, uh, but at Luke at Star Wars Celebration, they dropped the second full trailer for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny because, you know, it's also a Lucasfilm property, which is also being produced by Kathleen Kennedy, which also, you know, means people already have decided that they hate this movie before it even comes out. Uh, I'll be honest. I like but don't love this trailer because I think the first trailer did a better job of getting me more excited This trailer, though, gives me a better idea of what the story is. So, essentially, what a second trailer should do. That first one should hook you. The second one should tell you the story. So, in that sense, I think this one doesn't give away too much, but it gives a little more clarity than that first trailer did of clearly. Here's where I'm going with this. Uh, How I interpret it, and I think it might be a good direction to go. The Dial of Destiny controls time itself, so to speak. And I think Indy's coming to grips as an older man, potentially one foot in the grave. Uh, He's running, literally running out of time. But I get the sense that he's okay with it. But, you know, you get a Nazi who wants to go back and change things, which is where we're seeing so much in the trailers. Young Indiana Jones as well as old Indiana Jones. I think we're going to get a lot more flashbacks than people think, but it's going to run congruently of like Indy. With his goddaughter going, the first time this happened, this, this, and this happened, we can't let those events happen again. We were able to beat the Nazis the first time, and keep the dial away from them. We need to make sure that doesn't happen again. It's kind of a clever way to get around Harrison Ford being old as dirt. Um, but I, I think having an actual time device, not time travel itself, but a time device could be a really interesting storytelling device for an aging character of James Mangold does old farts really, really well. Um, Logan to a certain extent, Ford V Ferrari is also about coming to grips with things that Mm you're out of your control. Um, James Mangold is just a really good, competent director. I fully have faith in him and in this movie just because I'm not one of those people that decides to hate on a movie before it's even come out or because there's a woman in it, I know how this movie's gonna end. Because I seem to have preconceived notions about what this movie's gonna be. I, I really am frustrated with Lucasfilm, quote unquote, fans these days. Yeah, um, I agree. But as more of the casual Indiana Jones fan of the two of us, Josh, what did you think of this trailer? You like this or the first one better?
1: I definitely think I like the first one better. However, I think the the cgi in this one is definitely more polished oh um, yeah oh yeah uh, still a, <laughs> ties, but a little bit but definitely more polished um i i'm gonna watch this movie it's gonna happen um you know i i really like the idea of an old man who thinks that he is okay with dying because he is you know towards the end he's, he thinks he's okay with that until he's given an opportunity to change past mistakes um that is very interesting to me. Cause like Tim, there's, that's always a conversation of like, well, when I get older, I look back, I don't want to have any regrets and I can see Indy being the kind of person to be like, yeah, man, in my life, you know, a lot of stuff happened. I don't have any regrets. And then, so, then his goddaughter pops up and it goes, yeah, okay, cool. So, but what if the, you could change some of those things? And she instantly to me, Indy would have been, Indy seems like the kind of person to me that'd be like, well, now I'm given that opportunity so now I'm gonna try to take that opportunity to change some of my mistakes um super down I love everybody that's in it I like that uh they were very clear that she's his goddaughter and it's not a uh familiar relationship it's basically yeah I appreciate that a lot um it also tells me that she's not going to quote unquote be the next indie um which, Which I'm Mangle totally has okay said with.
0: repeatedly. He's yeah. like, y'all jumping the gun here.
1: But Lucasfilm fans are, are just won't let, let it go because they're terrible. Um, Not Mutt everything sh- is a
0: woke agenda against you guys.
1: <laughs> Mutt could have been really good, could have had a lot of fun, but no, we had to hate on him. Um, but yeah. also,
0: you know, as much as Spielberg's one of the greatest of all time, Spielberg did in fact direct Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So, for some reason, we want to be mad at that, but we let that director get a pass. It's just like, no, no, he deserves some blame for that movie. Let's not pretend he wasn't directly responsible for that movie, him and George Lucas both. But, I mean, that's less of a shock here. Um, I also, I don't know if that will bring it up or not, because Harrison Ford was there when Dirt was created. I think it would be really, really cool if, canonically, I don't know if this would be the case or not, but... We could have some great scene where he's talking to Sala from Raiders of the Lost mm. Ark or talking to his goddaughter, one of the two, about him getting older. And just be like, I'm older now than my dad ever was. Like the, those type of conversations of just like, dude. He, he is older now than Sean Connery was in Last Crusade by like a decade, basically, yeah. at least. Um, so I think that could be interesting of literally openly acknowledging. I can't do this anymore. I'm too old. Which I know some people are just like, I don't want that for indie. I'm going, I'm sorry your hero, your fictional hero, got old. It happens to every character. That's kind of why I love the Rocky franchise, because Stallone allowed that character to grow old. Growing old can be a beautiful character thing, or just a beautiful part of life. Tragic, but beautiful at the same time. And I've, I'm looking forward to seeing that, actually, as opposed to kind of dipping your toes into the Indiana Jones' old thing in Kingdom of Crystal Skull, making a couple jokes, but other than that, just he's got slightly more gray hairs. I, I'm more optimistic about this movie than others. That being said, I do have some reservations. I think if we do get some flashback scenes, we might be relying on it too much, and the CGI might not fully be there, and I do worry if this is a success, people going... Well, studio execs mainly going, well, we got away with a lot of deep fakes and CG here. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. We could
0: probably do more young Indiana Jones just with a deep fake. <sighs> I would
1: hate that so much. But
0: I am. That is a genuine concern that I've had. As much as I love the cameo on Mando and I liked Luke in Book of Boba Fett for that one episode. I I do get a bad feeling that that might be a trend of just like, hey, we like to exploit your nostalgia. This actor is not what they used to be because yeah. time. But now we figured out how to beat time or bring that into the story here. And at the end of the day, you can't beat time. You can try and fake it. You can try and fix it, but you can't outrun it. You can't beat time. I think that could be interesting, but I, I don't know if they'll go that route or not.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. Cause I, I, I too really like the idea of him being like, yeah, I'm, t- I'm older than my dad ever was. Like, I, I can totally see Indy being like, I, as the person that does, you know, what I do. I didn't think think I would make it this far. Like I didn't think I'd make it this to, to this age. So, like, yeah, having that like kind of almost old man existential crisis is so fascinating to me for a character. So I'm I'm excited to see where we go with it. Um, yeah, casual indie fan, but definitely still in it for it and to gonna watch the movie.
0: <laughs> now, next up is the trailer that I mentioned earlier. Of there is going to be a. A fan base for this. And I think that is super, super awesome. If you're in that fan base, I'm super happy for you. This is just not for me. But let's talk about it nonetheless because it seems to be the big trailer that we got this week from the Marvel camp. And that is the Marvels dropping their first trailer. And it's hard not to go into this trailer with a bias just because everyone has their own preconceived notions going into it. Um, yeah, I did not like Captain Marvel. I think it's one of the weakest MCU movies. I also think Brie Larson was really miscast. Just because how, her portrayal of the character kind of goes against the script that they're trying to portray. Of yeah. just like, keep your emotions in check. Don't do this, that, or the other thing. But she doesn't really emote in the movie. And also just, she comes across kind of cold and jaded. Um, yeah. Which, if the character was written that way okay cool but she comes across not very likable despite the fact that it's written to be a likable character and also it yeah she has too much similarities with iron man of just i'm not the biggest fan of cocky characters and it's not just say the obvious thing with brie larson it's i didn't like iron man too. i've i've stood on my hill and i will die on the hill i will die on this horse That I can't stand Iron Man as a character. But I get that I'm not supposed to like him. I think. Whatever. Getting back to this trailer though. This sounds mean. But it's one of those times. that's just going. Oh cool. It's a Marvel movie I can skip. And I mean that (laughs) in the nicest way possible. Just like at times. With all the shows. With all the movies. It just feels a little overwhelming. Of like. Can I take a break? And I feel like. It sounds mean, but I feel like this is the break movie. I don't see anything big or significant happening in this movie. I'm just probably going to skip this one, guys. I feel bad, but at the same time, I don't because you're only as good as your last movie in your franchise. And I think a big part of the reason why this movie is called The Marvels is because they know the backlash that they got for the last one with Captain Marvel and Brie Larson. It's why I think it was very intentional that Of the three main characters in this movie, she gets the least amount of screen time in this trailer. They show her the least. Granted, her character seems to be acting different just by the trailer alone, but I have other thoughts, but I'll hand it over to Josh. I'm just... <laughs> in the state of Marvel right now, I'm just burnt out, and I think this is the one where I, I, I sit on the bench for a little bit. Don't worry, I'm used to that. I'm used to sitting on the bench, but for this, I'm... I'll wait to Disney Plus. I think, like I did with Eternals.
1: Yeah i I think I'm gonna be in the same boat. I I was not necessarily that interested in this care in in this movie. Um, I have never been that big of a you know a Brie Larson Marvel fan. Uh, really, any of a fan of any of these, and of course, because of how it works with Disney. This is going to feel like the one everyone can skip, but much more like Miss Marvel, this will be the one that no one can skip. Um, yep.
0: Miss Marvel introduced X, not X-Men, but mutants, uh, essentially. And it was like. <sighs>
1: we'll talk about her show in a little bit here. Uh, I. It's cool, I guess. I don't necessarily understand how their power. I, I understand how. Um, uh, uh, Captain Marvel and. Oh, geez. What's her name? monica yeah how and monica how their powers are connected that makes sense to me but i'm not it's especially if miss marvel is a mutant how was her how can her powers be connected like it just i don't get it it doesn't make sense to me i am not particularly excited it doesn't really makes sense again why Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury is out in space they don't explain it but he's just there wasn't he cool. just back on earth for secret invasion like what is happening it, I'm so confused and I'm really not I, I I'm not a fan of it I'm just not and again, I, I, I wish I was
0: like Ray with Star Wars there's a large group of young women growing up with this character that now have a hero to look up to and idolize. i think that's super cool i know there's a bunch of girls that look up to brie larson's captain marvel or iman Vellani's um kamala khan mm-hmm. awesome that is super cool i'm super happy that you guys can experience these comic book characters welcome to a potentially toxic world of comic book fandom but I, for one, welcome more people into the fandom. I don't ever want to kick people out because mm-hmm. they like something that I don't like. So if you are excited for this movie, that is awesome. I'm super excited for you. I've just have never been excited for this. And I'm very interested to see the box office for this movie for a variety of reasons. One, MCU box office has not been as strong. We saw Ant-Man and Lost Contamania essentially just crater, um. Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness had a huge opening weekend and then kind of leveled off. It still made a very good profit. Um, The first Captain Marvel made over a billion dollars. But I attribute a lot of that to it was the movie right before Endgame. And they marketed Mm -hmm. the movie as you must see this movie before Endgame. Whereas I don't think it was required viewing. It gives you some backstory on uh, Carol. But carol ultimately didn't factor into endgame a ton like once they actually go on the time heist she just disappears for a while she's not very relevant because they realize uh, she might be too powerful because she can gotta fix everything by herself um i don't know if it'll still have the same box office success it's been four years since that first one i think fan sentiment was never positive to begin with at least from the toxic side of fandom and i think that's only grown over time it's mm-hmm. kind of coming waves, but here's an interesting point that I don't see people talking about that I think absolutely could affect this movie's box office. This features three people in the title role. Like we're gonna split time evenly between Brie Larson, Iman Vellani, and Monica Rampo's characters. I believe two out of the three of those characters have never been seen in a movie before and were introduced in a Disney Plus show. Mm-hmm. Now I know a lot of people liked Miss Marvel. But it had historically low viewership numbers. So, I think you're going to run into the problem of Marvel might have expected Miss Marvel to do a lot better streaming-wise than it did because she's such an integral part of this movie and no one saw her show. Now, more people might be familiar with Monica because she was on WandaVision. But WandaVision was quite a few years ago now at this point, too. So, people are familiar with Captain Marvel because we've seen her in her own movie. We saw her in endgame you're now introducing two other characters that have this big rich backstory but a lot of people that don't have disney plus might be lost so we're gonna run into the issue that we've been having with like ant-man and the lost quantum mania loki doctor strange and multiverse madness of like other things are required viewing and yes. i think that might ultimately hurt the box office here because I heard wonderful things about Miss Marvel. I watched a couple episodes. She, she said it was fine. I didn't watch it just because I didn't figure that I was the target demographic. Kind of like CW's Supergirl. Like not for me, but the people that it is made for. I hope you enjoy it. I really, really do. I think the same thing with Miss Marvel. Um, I. I also don't see how this factors into the larger picture here, because yes. the larger MCU picture just seems like it's going every which way without a clear direction. And that's that's just annoying.
1: Which is exactly why this is going to be the one that defines the direction that it's going. Of
0: course. Um,
1: I Yeah, I never really had much desire to watch the show. Maybe I'll go check it out. I i don't know we'll see what happens i'm kind of concerned um because i don't want no matter what happens i don't want this movie to bomb and then marvel look at that and go okay cool so we're just not gonna do diverse characters then because because the, uh, i can totally see p like the studio being like well that's the reason it failed it was like mm, "They definitely would have really? been my pearl was still here yes uh so we'll see what happens um Technically, this is just a teaser, so I guess we're waiting for the first full trailer. I guess we'll find out what happens.
0: Lastly for news this week, Stranger Things. Netflix is going to milk that for every penny it's worth, as they should, because Stranger Things is great. Uh, They announced that they are working on an animated series... Of Stranger Things. They didn't say whether it was like a spin off of a particular character, but they're working on an animated series from the creator of Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, you know, mark that off of Josh and I's bingo card. You get Stranger Things, you get an animated project, and someone that used to work on a Ninja Turtles show. Thank you. Um, now, here's where I consult the expert. Uh, Josh, was Rise of the Ninja Turtles the more recent Nickelodeon one? Yes. is it like the more yes. 2D animated one? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. It was. I and have they, not they, seen they, any they, of they ended up doing a, doing a movie that was heavily anime inspired, so obviously I loved that. Okay, you take uh, <laughs> Lee here. You take Lee yeah. here. So, like... You know, I I don't know if you want me to, because it's... Go for it's, it! it no, this okay, has been a better so,
0: episode anyway. I...
1: I'm excited that the creative Rise of the, uh, Rise of the Teenage Ninja Turtles gets more, uh, you know, opportunity to do stuff. He created a fantastic show. It is very well animated, very well acted, great, great story arcs, um, brought some new stuff to the, to the TMNT world. And I really liked that. Um, and I love Stranger Things, but I don't, don't need an animated show. Like if we're ending if we're ending you know next season if we're ending this the sh- the you know the storyline next season what are, what stories are are there left to tell here like I you're what you're gonna make up characters that are in backgrounds of of certain episodes and we're gonna go with that or we're we gonna have a full three episode arc of Dustin Summer Camp like what I it just doesn't do anything for me especially knowing that Netflix has rights to like. So many other shows that they could make," said the bitter Narnia fan. I mean, yeah, Narnia, Magic Tree House, wall like just those three alone. Like, to me, I don't need more Stranger Things. We don't need it. So do something else. But like, I. But I'm excited for the creators of the the of Rise of the Chilling T. Uh, he does a great job. Good for him. I'm sure the show is going to be fantastic because he's involved. I just don't need it. <laughs> I'm probably a little more optimistic than
0: Josh. That's just been the ebb and flow in this episode. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah. well. We're kind of negative about some things, but one of us has to be the sanity bag here. One of us has yes. to be the positive one. You get I'll the brain a little, cells. I'll be the little more positive here. We've known they're they're going to spin off Stranger Things forever now. And you know why they're gonna spin stuff off instead of just continuing on the path and continuing the show? Because continuing the show with your current cast means you gotta pay them more. And Netflix don't believe in paying their actors more. That's why they don't renew shows.
1: <laughs> Correct.
0: Uh, but voice actors and I this makes me very sad to say, but it's unfortunately the reality of the of the business. If you do an animated show, you could pay your talent a whole lot less. And I'm going Yeah. Oh, that frustrates me to no end because animators, animated voice actors deserve just as much pay as live-action actors because they work just as much, if not more. Um, And more is required of them. But that's—get off that soapbox. Uh, I feel like this is completely separate from the other two spinoffs that they've already announced. Or maybe they're just announcing that one of the spinoffs isn't live-action. It is, in fact, an animated one. Um, I don't know what to make of it. I think there's a lot of interesting possibilities we could go here. Um, Maybe a portal to the Upside Down was opened somewhere else. What would be cool... Uh, but again, so much of this is dependent on Season 5 of Stranger Things mm-hmm. because there's so many theories out there of what the Upside Down is, how all of the Upside Down was created because my initial thought was it would be cool if, the, if someone went to the Upside Down back in like the early 1900s or the 1800s if the Upside Down even existed then and then when one went, like he just discovered it. Like, but I, I don't, don't know if one helped create the Upside Down or... Yeah, there's the, a lot of mindful Like, I feel like the whole Upside Down part of it Is going to be a closed circle by the end of season five, from what the Duffer brothers have said. I feel like that narrative is going to be plugged up. Maybe there's other weird stuff that happens with that lab. Like, that's just one weird X-Files type of thing that went down. Or, just do what we all want. A Rick and Morty-style comedy with Dustin and Steve, please. Just... Dustin being the responsible adult and Steve being the idiot that forgets to bring batteries.
1: A get, dude, give me a jump seat, jump street style comedy with Dustin in and, and, uh, uh, Oh geez. I just lost it. Steve, His, Robin. Steve. Yeah. Wow. geez, Yeah. Dustin and Steve, give me like a, a, a 22 jump street style comedy with that down. Absolutely down dude. make that. You could do that live action. I'd be, I'd eat that up. Are you kidding me? Uh, Anyway, but I I just I'm gonna stick to my guns here. I don't know if we need spinoffs. I I kind of wish. I understand why. I get it. Don't don't look at me and say, "Oh, Josh, you're stupid for the expectations." Yes, they make a ton of money. However. I really w- miss the days when shows well, I guess I can't miss the days when this is never the case. I just wish that companies would just make a show and it was good. And then they, they leave it be. Oh, I guess Gravity Falls is a great ex- example of that. Like they made the show. It's like two seasons. It's great. Psych. And, never did yeah, it's psych, is, psych. psych is a good example. I think they ended it too soon. Yeah, Fair. Um, you know, Scrubs is a good example. Like, well, no, Scrubs, Scrubs is, is a bad example. Yeah, you can't really, cause, cause the ninth, the whatever season. Yeah, I can't do that. Anyway, I just wish that companies would just make the thing and then move on. Uh, and I guess Netflix, if anything, is good at that, but in the wrong way.
0: <laughs> As per usual, this week's episode is sponsored by T Public, your one-stop shop for all things Uncharted Media merch. Uh, t-shirts, mugs, hoodies, whatever you want with the Uncharted Media logo on it. Go there and support the show. And if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts—iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube—and if you haven't already, if you haven't already subscribed to us on YouTube, help us get to a thousand subscribers. That's our big goal. Now, for our video game fans out there, we have been blessed with a plethora of. Adaptations to varying degrees of quality over the past couple years. I will say this. The quality of video game adaptations has improved vastly over the last three or four years. Because I remember the very first podcast discussion we ever had on this podcast uh, was, can video game adaptations ever be good? But that was before both Sonic movies, before the Super Mario Brothers movie, before... I know diehard fans hate it, but the general audiences really liked Uncharted. It's because they haven't played the games. Um, The Last of Us is a perfect adaptation. We we've, we've gotten better adaptations, and more on the way. We're getting a Borderlands movie at some point, which Josh, you and I would need to hop on Borderlands again at some point. Yes. Um, Borderlands is in development. God of No Borderlands is done. It's just a matter of when is it coming. It's out. It's being um, edited right now. Yeah. God of War is. Somewhere um, it, it's coming out, but the ones that we wanted to focus on today are ones that maybe were in development at one point, but have gone completely radio silent of video games that deserve to be either movies or TV shows. And no, I'm not putting Legend of Zelda on here because everyone and their mother has talked about turning Legend of Zelda into something. But, you know, on the day that we're recording this... A big old chunk of land at Universal Studios Florida has been announced to be closing at the beginning of May, and that plot of land has always been potentially rumored to be a Legend of Zelda area, so, uh, not saying Legend of Zelda, but Legend of Zelda across the street from an upcoming Nintendo World, hmm, what an interesting idea. (laughs)
1: yeah uh and like legend of zelda like you said has always been one of those that that's always been rumored i mean we we had those ai casting pictures floating around for a long time of uh you know tom holland as as uh link and like that was cool i guess but like because everyone will cast tom holland for everything also true. Also had the resurgence of people being like, "Oh, they made Zelda a girl. Oh, what's wrong with this country?" Blah blah blah. I was like, "Guys, Zelda's always been a girl. Do you uh, have you not played the game? What's wrong with you, you dummies?" Um, but yeah, uh, there are a lot of. I have. I, I stopped myself at fifteen. I said I was. I could I have kept going. I have <laughs> I <nine>. kept going. <laughs> yeah. I, ooh man. So uh. Josh, kick us off okay um i think this first one's kind of been going to be a super throwback uh it is during the days of this of super nintendo um i actually had this game in college and played quite a bit of it um because for whatever reason in college i decided to get a super nintendo and that was my you know console of choice for whatever reason in college uh, but, uh, probably actually, probably because it's way cheaper to get that than, um, any of the, the, the new PlayStation or Xboxes. I don't um, know, man.
0: Some of those games when we were in college, those retro systems were way too expensive.
1: They, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fair. I mean, I got the system for like 75 bucks and then I sweet talked the guy into throwing in Castlevania four. So that was fun. Um, and notice that Castlevania will not be on this list either because there's a fantastic anime on Netflix yeah, that like Castlevania. has already been adapted. Yes, multiple times. Um, that being said, my throwback from the Super Nintendo era, I think that I would love uh, is this little game called Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Um, I would love like this like weird because the, the game is insane, um, I would just love this like Deadpool level, crazy fourth wall breaking uh, movie of the, this character with 3d pa- paper, 3d glasses on running around trying to survive uh, there. I, I, there's just so much fun. I think there, there's so many fun characters that he can fight that it was just, it, I, I just can't see it not going well. <laughs>
0: that, that game does not sound familiar to me. That, that, I don't know if I recall that game. What what was that on Super
1: Nintendo, right? SNES? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. SNES. I and I what's funny is I know that I've played it with you. <laughs> when because it's, a, it's a two-player game. Uh you play as either the guy or the girl, and they both have wacky like 3D glasses on for some reason. Um but yeah, When have I, we it, ever played any game that wasn't Super Smash, Mario Kart, or WWE? <laughs> fair. That is very I fair. I do not recall this. <laughs> it it was a hey, it we've slept since then so it's fine i not i not not heard about it but yeah it's it's a fun like little like weird game and i would i i want no no when when, when did we play this i don't like i couldn't tell you exactly when but like i because i got Who it
0: played with us i do not recall i remember smash tournaments <laughs> fair i'm uh, genuinely got, concerned that i'm like system... i'm joshing here and i'm just missing big chunks of my memory uh, <laughs> have i been uh, i got it
1: i got it sophomore year so it, we would have been on the same floor at that time right
0: no i was in the was apartments the... i thought
1: sophomore no year? no, sophomore no sophomore
0: year no you were never on my floor
1: we you were on the, the same third building, floor right you were third no floor. no sophomore we were both in hills
0: yeah. I thought you were on the third floor hills. Nah, dude.
1: First, I was on first floor. Oh, yeah.
0: You were on the other side of the building, on the other half yeah, of the bathroom, because yeah, 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 like, yeah. it was just me and Michael on one side, and literally everyone else on the other side.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And the weirdest yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: bathrooms yeah. ever. You very college agree. Bathrooms. Anyway,
1: Zombie Ate My Neighbors, that's my first entry. Well, that, that's what we're going with. Uh, do you want me to hit another one, since I have significantly more than you yeah, today, which is yeah. definitely a change of pace, my friends. Um, Josh okay. has no life.
0: But then again, now do I. Hey. Also, <laughs> that's, like,
1: growing yeah, that's up fair, as an okay.
0: only child, I did a lot of just like party games, and a lot of the games that I grew up playing, I know for a fact would not translate well to movies. That okay? Like I, I was trying to think of narrative-based games, and I'm just like, uh, Mario Party and Mario Kart, I don't think would translate well. Or like, MLB 2K... Eight. <laughs> I don't think would translate to the big screen. That's just called I Still Had Faith in My Rockies. Um
1: <laughs> That's fair. So picture Tony us. Hawk Downhill
0: Jam, the movie.
1: Yeah, with uh, American Wasteland, Amazing the soundtrack. soundtrack. <laughs> um, so this one is kind of gonna be a little bit of a reach, but I think there could this could be a lot of fun. So you know how we had uh, real steel with robots. And, and it was cool. It, it's, it is basically rock'em, and road ups, but it's, it's a lot of fun, right? Um, moving with a surprising amount of heart. Um, the, the CGI and all that was like incredible. It gave us something new and kind of high level, something that we could do in that vein in the real steel vein of futuristic nonsensical sports is rocket league. <laughs> Having a Rocket League movie and watching like cars with jetpacks on them fly through the air on screen would be so stinking cool. And I, it'd be like Pacific Rim, but like so, fun too.
0: <laughs> so, what you're saying is, you want a movie called Speed Racer directed by the wachowskis hey
1: hey hey hey! don't no i know no no one like speed racer is actually a great movie and i yeah but it's just rocket league i mean it is but that's not the point having like a real steel like shaolin soccer-esque movie with like rocket league would be so fun like in nonsense Uh, i i would love every second of it are you kidding me um (laughs) and then you get Tom
0: Cruise to be in it, so they actually blow cheese, up the cars. Cheese? You blow up cheese. the cars. As long as the explosions are real explosions. Exactly, dude. You mix oh. it with a little bit of Destruction All-Stars, you know, the shallowest PlayStation game of all time. I <laughs> mean, be... don't
1: get me wrong. I love Destruction All-Stars, but no. Dude, no, 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 no there's not no. enough
0: content for that game.
1: I got it. I got it. I've got it. It'd be like just throw Jason Statham in it and it's the next evolution of Death Race
0: <laughs> is Rocket League. As long as we don't <laughs> do Aaron Paul do Need for Speed. Yeah. I oh, forgot about guy. that movie.
1: Poor guy. He got dragged into that. That's not fair. Yeah, drag racing. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh let, let me bring another one that I'm pretty sure you will not. Um there was a game that came out, I wanna say 2021. Um, about a little cat, stray. they need to make they need to make Stray into a, a, a movie. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That because you could totally make that like still keep it in the vein um, of what it is and. And kind of make it a adventure horror like it, that to me translates very well to on, to on screen obviously you'd have to do a whole lot of streamlining um but the world is so interesting the lore is so interesting and just having your main character not speak has always been very very a concept that's very interesting to me I looks straight it could be a lot of fun plus it's a cute little cat like you telling me like Heather would not go see that film? Are you no. kidding me?
0: She hates cats. That's why I married oh. her. Oh oh, 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 oh! I hate right. cats, man. <laughs> um, especially Taylor Swift and Judy Dench. Uh, but also with, <laughs> with Stray, if I remember correctly, as someone that has not played it, but um, isn't Stray one of those like yes, you play as a cat, but there's a whole lot more lore and story that the marketing did not. Show that everyone was just kind of, yes. like, oh, yes, there's narrative here, so I, I could absolutely yes. see that. Um, it's not on my list, but in the same vein as sh- kind of in the same vein as Stray, I'll put an honorable mention here, or it could be an actual one to make it 10 on my list. Um, this would have to be an animated movie, but it has such yep. a very specific st- artistic style that I would almost require Guillermo del Toro to be the one that does it. You'll understand when I say it limbo
1: yes i almost put limbo or inside on this list because there's so interesting like narrative or like little nightmares oh like the one of those three would be so cool to see on screen i mean we've done like we've done a cuphead show i don't see why we could we couldn't translate. it's amazing to me that we got a cuphead show actually and then it's actually really good like oh it's so cool so for those that don't know uh limbo
0: is one of the most basic stories you can have for a game of just a dude is in this like black and gray somewhere and you're on a side school. So you're basically going from left to right the entire time. And it, it's both wonderful and frustrating at the same time of it never holds your hand or tells you what to do. So you literally yes. just drop in. So you're just like, okay, this button does this, this button does this. Um, yes. and you're trying to essentially escape and it's incredibly morbid. Um, while never outright being violent, like it's a very much, you teach yourself things.
1: Um, I okay. I looked to the the get. Hmm, there's that spider legs that like ugh. stab straight through your head when you like miss time stuff. But see, yeah, it is still silhouetted. <laughs> it
0: could get that's, away with a PG thirteen. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <You> <laughs> that's know, very fair. No, yeah, limbo'd be great. That's
1: fine. <laughs> it is yeah, aptly named limbo because you are trying to escape limbo too. You, either up or down anyway um let's i kind of want to stick on this I, I like this horror train that you're 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 riding right now. i was gonna stick to okay okay so there was this game that uh my boys jack jack septic and um marky marky mark uh played Uh, over the pandemic that I have become somewhat obsessed with. And I really, really like, I like the idea of it. Um, I don't know if it translates to a full hour and a half movie. I can see it being like a, like a short movie or something like that, that maybe HBO max would do. Um, There's this game called iron lung. Um, It basically takes place of, you are a convict who is forced to be in this iron lung style uh, submarine, that does not have a viewfinder, um, and you have to use a camera on the outside of the um of the submarine to explore the 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 blood ocean that you're in. Um,
0: blood ocean. Wow, I, I like that phrase.
1: Yes, it is, and it's on like an extraterrestrial world. There's like some weird psycho religion involved, and. Like it is genuinely a very terrifying, very basic game. Um, but I like the idea and I like the the world and I feel like you know, like a like a, almost like a a werewolf at night kind of kind of vibe that that like a 30 30, 45 minute short would work perfectly. Are you that would just be so good? You
0: just you just throw werewolf by night out there at me, <laughs> and I'll just be like, drop everything, I'm on board. Son of a gun, I'm in. Because Werewolf by Night was perfection, <laughs> and I, as much as I bag on Marvel Phase 4, I would like to shake Kevin Feige's hand and say thank you for making something specifically for me and no one else. Everyone else yes. can go <laughs> suck it or get my taste, because Werewolf by Night was made for me, and I loved it so much. I need more of that, please. Um, sticking with the Horror Train, it's not really spoilers, because you can kind of see it in the trailer, Um But this is something that was mildly set up. Not really set up, just because it doesn't really go anywhere in the movie itself. Uh, But Mm -hmm. in the Super Mario Brothers movie, they set up a lot of different fun avenues that the movie could potentially go. Uh, Naturally, you have what was teased in the post credit scene, to which I squealed like a little girl. Because the thing that that sets up was a game that I have probably some of the most hours of my entire life sunk into that I cannot wait for this thing to happen. And Heather is also very excited. Uh, but some other things that were just kind of naturally set up one in particular, I'm going this, I want this more than anything else is a Luigi's mansion movie.
1: Yeah. I have
0: so well, I have advocated for a lot of years, ever since I really got into horror, I've advocated that. Yes, we need our good, creepy stuff. We need the conjuring. We need sinister. We need uh, happy death day, yeah. Halloween, But we need Monster House. We need a house with a clock in its walls. We need Monster Squad. We need the next generation of horror movies for kids. And I think Luigi's Mansion could absolutely be that. We need some mildly scary things, Goosebumps, to get kids interested in the creepy. That way, when they're older, they're already predisposed to liking it. Or, you know, you just grow watching horror movies without your parents' knowledge, and you just remember the return button on the TV remote. Yep. <laughs> as I call out half our audience with that, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, no, we never did that whatsoever. Um, nah, yeah. But Luigi's Mansion, I think could strike that perfect balance because while it's not out and out creepy, there's a couple moments in the Super Mario Brothers movie where you get like the dry bones of the shy guys inside of a building. I'm going. Oh, I just need a full hour and a half of this, please. Of have Mario get kidnapped and Luigi, who wants no part of this, has to go in there with just a flashlight, and that's it. He has to take out some boo, um, or some like really honestly creepy looking shy guys. Luigi's matching is such a clever idea and there's so much fun to be had with it. And I know some people were complaining about the Super Mario Brothers movie that why is Luigi the one that's held in captive captivity not princess peach or why don't we get a lot of season of mario and luigi guys is this your first mario game because if you are complaining about luigi getting sidelined there welcome to nintendo <laughs> luigi <laughs> yeah, that's, that's has, happens
1: all the time like. <laughs> luigi has
0: never gotten his fair shake not as much as like warrior Wario or waluigi who definitely need more love oh
1: wawaligi has never gotten anything like he is just a character in other people's games he yes. has never ever at least gotten wario his own had a
0: game boy game which is boss by the way
1: it's it, almost every warrior game is, is a lot of fun and super weird uh yeah I, I i feel like like luigi's mansion is almost like a given i feel like that like almost writes itself i feel like it it's right there you literally teased it in, in all of super mario so like Come on. Also, just this, give it to us.
0: this would never happen. But, but, <laughs> Josh, after the first sentence, we'll know where I'm going with this. Illumination made Super Smash, not Super Smash Brothers. That would be amazing. Um, Illumination made the Super Mario Brothers movie. Illumination is owned by Universal. If Universal did Luigi's Mansion for Halloween Horror Nights... Oh my dear
1: god shut up oh and take gosh. all of my money I don't care I would literally quit my job to be there are you kidding me <laughs> like they'd be like I'd be like hi yes can I have this time off and they're like no sorry but like, cool well then like replace me i guess like cuz i'm gone i'm going this isn't asking for permission this is me letting you know that i'm gone
0: like i don't <laughs> think they'd ever do it just because of the confusing branding that would be of just like here here's blood massacre part 4 where you just literally get like fake blood thrown at you over here's Luigi's mansion. Like, I don't, it might be. But like, I also branding. love that.
1: I love that idea. Even like taking Luigi's mansion and kind of going a little like to the level that ha- Halloween horror nights is with it a little bit. It could be a lot of fun. Like, gosh, okay. Uh, don't get me started. Cause that could be a lot of fun. I don't want, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it.
0: <laughs> I've just got our hopes up for something that'll never happen.
1: It'll never happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my last real horror uh well like not really last but um i think true horror um a game that i know you are very very familiar with that is consistently still terrifying um and we kind of already have a movie of this but i would love something that focuses on the lore in this particular uh i could think it could be a lot of fun uh the mortuary Assistant is a terrifying game um yes um i love the idea of the 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 thing that the game does really really well is it you can you almost never get to play it the same way every single time the scares are not pre-programmed well there's a few that are pre-programmed but like there are some that will randomly happen that you will never see there's certain there's some scares that some people have seen and some have not um the thing that the game is very very good at is putting stuff out in the corner of your eye and then taking it away before you can see exactly what it is it is very good at creating ambiance and this terrifying it definitely like definitely like autopsy of jane doe kind of levels but i think that what mortuary assistant brings to it is that there is a being out there that is trying to mess with you while you're just trying to do your job um Mortuary Assistant is definitely a game that I would love to see adapted. Um, I think if Five Nights at Freddy's does well, I wouldn't be surprised if they start tackling some other um, some other horror games.
0: Good thing you talk about horror games, because I have one more horror game. Yeah. Uh, it's like a yearly tradition for me to play this game. Um, and it got a pseudo-sequel later. It, same studio, and it kind of has the same mechanics, so I kind of feel like it's a sequel. But... The first one's still the best. Until Dawn. Yeah. And yes, I know. Until Dawn is just every teen slasher movie in the woods ever, but I don't care. I love that subgenre. I don't care if it's good or not. I watched The Faculty for crying out loud. I I love pulpy teenagers just getting slaughtered in the woods. That sounds wonderful to me, um, especially if there's only like one or two famous people and a whole bunch of unknowns. That's that's Until Dawn, actually. Until Dawn, whoever did the casting for that was way ahead of the curve. Because you had Hayden Pantier before her big comeback and Scream. But more importantly, you had Rami Malek. You know, one of the hottest names yeah. in Hollywood now. But also, you know... I called what his role would be in this story a mile yeah, away. Um, even when a quote-unquote yeah. plot twist happens. I'm going, no, no. I- I've seen movies before. I know where this is going. But also... <laughs> The game that is supposed to be about choice, there's a very critical thing that happens to this person that you don't have the choice to do. So the fact that this one element gave me no choice yes. makes me go, hmm, I'm suspicious of this immediately. Also, I like movies about urban legends. That's why I watched yet another 90s slasher movie, Urban Legends, starring Jared Leto and Michael Rosenbaum. <laughs> um, not great, but it's whatever. It's supposed to be getting rebooted. Um, and the Wendigo is not one of my favorite urban legends, but the way that Until Dawn does it, oh, I would love to see that in a movie. I Wendigo is a is a creature that I think more movies should tap into. I think that's a really, really cool mythos. Uh, Until Dawn is just a fun movie. I know Netflix toiled with it for a little bit with, oh, what was it called? Netflix did a choose-your-own-story type of thing, mm-hmm. but I forget what it was like what the series that belong to uh i don't want this to be a netflix movie and i get that a big part of until dawn is being a choose-your-own-adventure story just make it a traditional narrative but set it in like this nice nice snowy woods in the middle of nowhere could be fun Throw in wendigos i'm all on board i do until dawn at least once or twice a year my goal is to always try and make it to save as many people as possible I have except, never a hundred percent, Yeah, except for that, uh, no, one, see, except for that yeah, see, one person. I, like,
1: I've played through it a couple times and every single time there's always like one or two characters. And I'm like, you know what? No, I don't care. There's no s- s- scenario in this game that allow that. This game will put me in that will make me want to save you <laughs> like nope. I'm good. And I think we both know which characters those are too. It's just,
0: it's just one. It's oh, what's yes. your face? oh mm-hmm. i forget the names but mm-hmm.
1: she's awful it's just a joke Han. her <laughs> that yeah that's who it is i Shut always try to kill her i hate her so much she's the um, worst she's absolutely literally almost everybody has a redemption arc in the game if you play it enough times except for her and i got anyway let, yeah we could talk about until dawn forever um i the still am was, kind fine. Of, the Corey's Corey's was fine is fine josh honestly like given what he's gone through and kind of everything that's that that... oh for a second there i thought you were just talking about yourself in the third person i was very confused Uh, (laughs) no uh but josh is like he his arc is i think one of my favorites in the game because it makes the most sense i think he's regardless of if, if you're able to call what he is in the story from a mile away i actually i do like what he does in the story and i it's i think it's completely justified um because it's just a prank um <laughs> let's talk about some weird stuff though because i i've got a couple one two yeah i've got a couple like two or three that are horror adjacent yeah i got um,
0: one that, uh, two that are horror adjacent maybe three. yeah
1: um I'm currently, I want to bring up Bioshock because it is something that every, it has been rumored for so long. Um, I have finally played through the first one. I'm in the middle of playing through the second one. Um, I would love to see this unfold in front of me in a movie scenario. Honestly, the the first game is like, I want to say six hours at most. Um, so easily, super easy to condense that down because most of that is just me going from room to room making sure I completely loot everything because I'm a well, complete loot goblin when it comes to these games. Uh, but yeah, I, I, Bioshock is so, such an interesting story and I, I don't see how it's... And it's got like such a very specific look. Um, the only problems I can see is there's a very specific some like there's very specific like moral decisions that you're given uh whether to save or to kill the 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 little sisters um that i can see i just to be fair in the game it is all way more beneficial to save them every single time um i can see them just saving up saving them every single time and everyone being like oh, that's the cheap way out but like it makes the most sense at the same time so i don't know
0: (laughs) yeah i also had um bioshock on my list too just because i feel like any list or any conversation always puts bioshock at the top of the list and it's been in and out of production multiple times it's been more stop start than uncharted i feel like of ever since the game came out of I feel like Guillermo del Toro's name was attached at one point or another, or some other big names are attached to it at one point oh, or another. Oh, God.
1: I would have ate that up.
0: I don't know what the current status of it is. Um, yes. But also, you talk about choice with Bioshock. Um, I played a little bit of it. It's just not my type of movie. It's just yep. not my type of game. But you talk about choice. I could see an Undertale movie. Very clearly,
1: yeah, say, Make it, yeah, it, it yeah. has to be
0: animated, but yeah, it's an undertale story coming to fruition in an interesting way. Um, you know, uh, I've, I think I'll save this one for last that was going to be a horror adjacent related title, but uh, I have six more. How many more you got?
1: One, two, three, four, five, six, so, eight, eight. 8. I can't count, apparently, <laughs> <laughs> nothing new there. Uh-huh. Uh Yep. <laughs> um, let me knock out a couple here. Um, let's go with I would love a either TV or show that is kind of, um, oh, geez. I just, uh, the Martian kind of feel. If we did a, a Subnautica movie, would be that to me, like, not necessarily put Matt Damon in the, in the ocean kind of thing, but the doing, like doing subnautica but like exact kind of like in the vein of the martian but he doesn't get say i feel like it would have to be a show um just because of the sheer volume of stuff that happens in the show um or in the game you would almost you'd ha- i don't see how you can do that in two to three hours so i i would want a show on it um but Easily something that could be terrifying. I think you could do absolutely do either animated or live action. I prefer live action. I think it would work better, but I can see either way. Uh, Subnautica absolutely would, would be a really fun adaptation. I think Um, another one, I think it just had a remake. Uh, this is another one of those that has been in and out of, of production start and stop all that uh dead space i think especially with the Mm. success of the of the recent remake um that is a no like that's such an easy go like give me a space shooter with like terrifying zombies that's not like doom um so the movie sorry i love the game i almost put doom on the on this list but it was like but they've made a doom movie oh screw you (laughs) For
0: honorable mention um I almost put it on my list, but I'm just like, it becomes tricky as soon as I say what the title is. Alien Isolation. Yes. Okay, yeah. Because I I would love that. It's tricky, though, because it's based off a movie property. But given how we saw Prey revitalize the Predator franchise in a really clever and unique original way, I think Alien Isolation... Crack the code of how to do a good alien movie. You basically yes. have a person answer a distress call. It does not have to be a Ripley, because I think that kind of yes. hinders you a little bit, making it a Ripley like it is in the game. Um, But make it, like, somebody that's like a, a rogue space cop. Space cop! Um, Go for a distress signal, and mm-hmm. it's just no one there. Or, or so it seems, naturally. There's, there's some bad guys there, as well yeah. as the... Gosh, I thing.
1: love God I man. Love that's that. a callback. I loved alien uh, alien isolation. Uh, spoilers, I guess. Uh, I love that there's not just one, I love that you end up having to run from multiples. Um, I love that the humans don't automatically go turn into absolute psychopaths. They do, but not all of them. <laughs> like, I love that. Like, there's so much to love there, and I have yeah, I, I alien isolation. I didn't put it on this because technically. Aliens. Yeah, it's in a weird it, middle ground. Weird gray gray area. But um, Alien Isolation absolutely deserves an adaptation. Gosh, what a game.
0: What a game. Um, okay. It could kind of fit in that horror category. I know some people might disagree with me here. But this also kicks off my two Star Wars titles. I would absolutely love a Republic Commando movie. Give me so okay, 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 I know okay, people okay, be like but Bad Batch is a thing, shut up. Oh, not okay, but also
1: the commandos have made an appearance in bad Batch, in Bad Batch, so it is absolutely within the realm of possibility. Um, I don't know about you, but as like this little like 13-14-year-old kid when I saw the commandos and seeing clone troopers like destroy people was the coolest thing on the face of the planet, still is cool. Bad Batch is. Fine, but command, give me commandos, please. Yes, Public commandos, spot on.
0: I just, I didn't play it until much later, but I distinctly remember the trailers being everywhere. And guys, yes, there has never been better video game trailers than the ones for Public Commando. Of almost this like small unit against the world, it almost had like a horror vibe in the trailers, and mm. all just chef's kiss of just this small group of commandos the best of the best going on essentially a suicide mission bad batch except live action and better i think uh, and they stab people in the head you yes. know that kind
1: of stuff just
0: like, <laughs> republic commander ever since the game came out i'm just like well how is no one thinking about doing this i know people are just like well i wanna i wanna force unleashed movie i'm like do
1: you though i if- do okay hold on i do hold that would be so fun are you kidding me if they make a nod if we, that we don't the all fingers point away from it. But if they make a nod to it in the, in, uh, in, uh, Jedi survivor, I swear I will literally, my brain would blow up. I mean, there's not much left, but that's not the point. It would literally blow up. I, gosh, it'd be so cool. So I'm so,
0: so glad you mentioned that Josh, because <laughs> I need a movie with Cal Kestis and BD one. It doesn't yes. necessarily have to be an adaptation of fallen order or Jedi survivor, this is going to sound like blasphemy coming from Josh and I. If Cal Kestis ever shows up in live action form, whether it's in Mando and a movie or whatever else, I will be more excited for that than the return of Ezra. As much as I love Ezra, Cal yeah. Kestis.
1: <laughs> I would pop so hard. Cal oh Kestis, my gosh. I think, is
0: one of my favorite characters that's been introduced over the past couple years. Also, BD1 is the bestest boy ever, and don't you dare do anything to harm him. I was about ready to murder Darth Vader myself at the end yes. of Fallen uh, Order, just going, don't you dare touch my boy. I gave him a new coat of paint and everything. Like <laughs> The characters, not just Cal, um, but oh, uh, Grease... Um, who is this, who is the, the sister, the night sister? Oh
1: yeah. I I know who you're talking about. I can't remember her name. She was great. Um, just even having like night, the night sisters show up in live action would be awesome. Please. Can we not do that? Please. Oh my. (gasps) And just. What if they show up in man in in Mangold's film and they're like one of the like offshoots of the original force users. And that's why they're so different from like the Sith. Like. Oh, bro. They talk, okay they here. talked about
0: that a little bit in, they talked about that a little bit in Jedi Fallen Order of just like um, what is it, who was the the um, dark haired the the gray bearded guy with the double lightsaber? Yeah, white? the
1: guy that like you think is like a sit is, is yeah, like, trying and, to help you or whatever.
0: Yeah, the shirtless dude that looks like a hobo. Um, yes. Yeah, I, they were talking about something about him of like him twisting their ancient mm-hmm. teachings or whatever else, but Cal Kestis is one of my favorite characters. Just adopt him and adapt him in live action in some form or another, and I'll be very, very happy. Also, the glorious thing about Cal Kestis, you can just bring back Dominic Monaghan. You yes. don't have to recast or anything. He's literally perfect. Like, Sam Witwer has aged out of being Star Killer for Force Unleashed, even though he looked exactly like his Fair. character, obviously. Dominic Monaghan, you strike while that ginger's hot.
1: <laughs> which is always
0: he's always been hot are you kidding me he's always been um, ginger <laughs>
1: uh but yeah no like i'm and trying he to say timeline joker, wise. gosh
0: dang it you could say he was whatever else but he was clearly
1: <laughs> joker yes um he timeline wise that would be during mando timeline wouldn't it no or is that after that's, that'd be after sequel? that's set
0: before a new hope
1: oh oh man cuz vader oh yeah duh <laughs> i'm stupid um oh man but yeah yeah, yeah. That, oh man that kind of takes him out of contention for some of the stuff that we're we're, we're doing right now in Star not necessarily mm, we'll see i guess we'll find out in survivor um so let's talk about a game that i know you just purchased uh metroid prime has needed an on-screen adaptation for so long does it is it not it's not in the current development right
0: this is my number one. This is neat. Yeah! <laughs> not just because I have sunk so many hours into this over the past week or two uh, and as childhood, but it's so hard to describe for people that haven't played it and also in this era of everything's a first-person shooter. And it's going to sound weird and pretentious how I describe it, but the vibes in Metroid Prime are just different. It is it is not your average first person shooter the music is perfect every single scene it's like this weird mysterious ambiance everywhere you go of you never fully feel safe um it's a weird environment it's this unfolding mystery that normally games spell everything out for you your enjoyment or how much lore you get out of it is hundred percent up to you and how much like you feel like scanning material, how much you feel like investing in um backtracking and whatnot and getting every little secret uncovered. But Samus is an interesting enough protagonist. Granted you run into the Mando problem of they don't speak much and they almost always have their helmet on, at least for the Prime games. Um I I love the setup for Prime of just who is Samus? I don't huh you just land on this pirate ship that promptly blows up in the first 20 minutes of you playing it. And then you got to recover your gear while uncovering this interesting mystery that's never blatantly spelled out for you. Um, also, in this world of a lot of first-person shooters start to blend together. Like, mm-hmm. is this Battlefield? Is it Call of Duty? Huh? Metroid has this very beautiful and distinct visual flair to it. All the worlds look different. But it's, like, this old aesthetic mixed with, like, Blade Runner aesthetic at times. Mm -hmm. It's, like, retro, but futuristic at the same time. It's just – also, sound design is perfect. If you, say, for the teaser trailer, you get some great shots, see the morph ball at least once, see the Phasma cannon, um – and then just get Metroid Prime. Nah, 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 nah. The, like the save music. Sold. Buying my ticket. Day one. Don't care. Samus versus Dark Samus. Samus versus Ridley. Uh, I don't care. Metroid Prime movie needs to be somewhere. And a beautiful thing, it could be live action, it could be animated. Get Charlize Theron to be Samus, please.
1: Oh yes. Yes, please. You're welcome. Are you kidding me? oh that would be great there's just i think there's so much you can do um because okay personally and people hate me for this but uh my first real introduction to metroid was metroid hunters on the ds which is not that bad it's not bad but for everybody else to say like no this is like not what metroid is and to me i was very much like but it's great this is so much fun what are you talking Metroid's about been
0: different things it's a side I, scroll, I it was open world game it was whatever
1: anyway uh, just nerds being terrible. Um, but yeah, th- that was my first interaction. I, I, um. By the way, I take it that your playthrough of the uh, Metroid Prime remake is uh, going very well.
0: <laughs> so I run into a snag. I'm run into a <laughs> snag is the problem. There's the the section that I'm at. It's not that it's hard, but it's a ridiculously long time between saves. Oh, so- that's the worst. So it's like. Every Like, I've really mastered, like, how to beat the enemies, but I still will take some hits, and it's just, like, another room, another room, another room, and it's the longest I've ever gone without a save file, and it's just freaking annoying, because I've gone, like, two or three times, and I'm just going, all right, I'm finally here. Balls, it's another room, come on, guys, and it's at that point of, like, I don't know why, but normally when you kill an enemy, they'll drop some stuff. They keep dropping missiles. I don't need missiles. I need health. And no one's dropping health. So I can't get <laughs> anything a mood. back. That's so I'm a just whole like, mood. <laughs> Just like, stop adding rooms. If I go back, like, if I clear out five rooms and have backtracked to go to save, if I go back the way I came, all those people are going to respawn. Like, <laughs> i have going this ridiculously long time with no save spot. And it's annoying the crap out of me. Like, it's going Dude. well. i have gone farther in it now than I ever did when I played it on the GameCube. But I'm just going, who did the level design for this? I feel like I've gone a couple miles before I've gotten a save space. And also, you ramped up the difficulty on the bosses. So either the bosses should not do as much damage as they're doing. Or when I kill them, drop health or move a safe space over. I just went from playing Metroid to Dark Souls basically.
1: <laughs> what if and this is something that I'm dealing with right now cuz I'm I'm among other things playing through uh, uh the 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 Mega Man X games mm. um because the, I got I got the the like package or whatever for like 10 bucks or something like that. Um gosh, dang, those games are hard. Um because if you just because as a side scroller, if you just go back all the enemies you just killed respawn. So, like, I literally will like dodge out of a of out of the way after you know after after like you know killing a bunch of enemies, and then I'll go okay, God. and then they're all back. And it was like, God, come on, let me let me live. Ah, anyway, um, back to game video game adaptation. <laughs> um, let's talk. And I'm gonna get this one of these two out of the way because I think this is. This is not gonna be Nate's not gonna be surprised at this for at all for me. Um, do I have this one too? Probably. Uh Star Fox, Star needs Fox to be Adventures a, yeah, <laughs> absolutely Starbucks needs to be it. Like it's just uh, there's a world it, the lore is so integral that having a space battle is gonna be would be so much fun. I would dare say I for the sake <laughs> of saying screw you to the furries let's do this as an anime like okay slicks. i thought you were saying no let's do live, a live action. action i'm going oh no. no no live action on this uh i don't think that there's a way to do that especially with some of the characters that come later into into the uh the the, the lore um there's no way to do this where it's not like a mm, little weird so uh let's just do an anime style star, Wars, star Fox, um, game like show. Um, like bring up andros like season two let's make it fox v v wolf for, for your first season oh, okay and like 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 emphasize emphasize that wolf killed his father make sure that like those details are in there uh maybe not make slippy annoying uh play That's up impossible. the pep uh yeah uh play up the fact that peppy is like is this like surrogate father figure uh make falco the cool guy he is is, he is the best character in that in that game no
0: (laughs) yes my favorite my favorite by far is wolf wolf was so cool cool. all right (laughs) moment moment of clarity here people uh, I had the GameCube growing up. That was my that was my console. I had it like Damn. the last year that they made stuff. So I played Star Fox a lot. Out of all shooters, that's the game on GameCube that I played the most when it comes to shooters. Yeah. So that multiplayer was surprisingly good. Um, Agreed. Also, Wolf was a broken character in that game. Yes. Oh, uh, dude.
1: So that's why whenever like we got he has together, Dixon we, Dixon we banned him. Nobody, nobody can be Wolf. Nobody yeah, can like be a Wolf. Job. Um. <laughs> yes. Yes. But no, I have blocked so many
0: hours in Star Fox, and I I love. That's Star Fox on GameCube. Uh, but Star Fox, like Metroid, has such an interesting and unique aesthetic and world. Mm-hmm. It's yes. it's human, but not um, mm-hmm. familiar, but not. There's, like, dinosaurs. There's whatever the heck Slippy is. um but oh, there's a I giant
1: would... like monkey head that it wants to control the universe. Yeah, like, with Andros. Like that's uh, there's so much fun like and some of the worlds are really really interesting, a lot of fun. Like the tank is a lot of it's really cool. Just the A-wings in oh, general dude, have such a, a really fun uh, like aesthetic. There's just I think so many directions you could go that could be a lot of fun with Star Fox. Uh, obviously for obvious reasons let us not do a live action. Um, do you not want another Howard the duck scenario? Um, could you imagine? Oh, mm, good. Thank you. I'd rather um, not imagine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually don't imagine. Nobody imagined that. <laughs> um, the other one, I think that uh, is going to be pretty obvious to Nate, at least that, that I'd bring it up. We've brought Mario. We might as well give Sony's Golden Boy some, some shine. Either Crash or Spyro need their own movie. Like Spyro would be a lot of fun. I think like he's a little easier to do because he does talk in the games. Um, also, just having a little dragon kick butt on screen would be a lot of fun. And yes, I, I hear saying, you hmm. people. I hear you people that say that all that Spyro's been on screen and all the and oh, all that's the Sky not Randers, where I was going. Oh, okay. He's been on screen, guys. He was in all the Skylanders commercials. That's cool. Don't care. Give me some Spyro. Like that is that needs to be the movie.
0: What an original concept for the podcast. Josh wants a really cool kick-ass dragon to get its own time of to shine in <sighs> a movie. That's where Screw I thought you. you were going with it. <laughs> First Star Fox, now Spyro. Like, come on, man. You're getting repetitive. I do okay, but like now, dragons
1: are cool. Leave me alone.
0: <laughs> I'll say one on behalf of
1: you. Okay, okay.
0: I'll speak for you as I get into my last. You two speak here. for the trees?
1: Huh? <laughs> I speak. So you speak for the trees? <laughs> I will
0: speak like an ant now. Really no. draw out that, that listen time. No, I'll speak for Josh when I say we need a Horizon Zero Dawn movie.
1: Yeah, it's not on my list, but yeah, absolutely. Really, it's not on your list. Yeah. Uh mostly because the I think they it is also why I kind of struggled at first at least with The Last of Us recreation uh, adaptation and then I'm still struggling with the idea of a um God of War adaptation is that the move the games are very movie-like. Um uh, obviously they're very, way longer, they have a lot more detail in them. You know, we're talking like 40 plus hours of gameplay. Um it, horizon zero dawn i think though out of those would definitely probably be able to be more of a streamlined kind of experience um because the story is very for the most part streamlined yes you can the game can take forever because i can literally go explore it anywhere the game is beautiful um but i think yeah i would absolutely love to see an adaptation of that i don't know how that would look uh, who I would want to be Aloy, I, I definitely would love to see the the um, animals, the robots, or whatever, be like a pseudo-practical uh, uh, like practical effect. Like, God, that would be so cool. Like a Star Wars practical effect for all the robots. Oh my gosh, that would be fun.
0: It's just that Horizon Zero Dawn has such a beautiful aesthetic. It's such yes. a unique aesthetic. I think it's coming sooner rather than later. And here's why. I agree. Um, As someone that saw Uncharted opening night, I don't know if it was worth it or not to see an opening night, but it was a good time for me. Uh, Uncharted is where they unveiled their new uh, PlayStation pictures, like Mm -hmm. graphic look or whatever else. of just like the motion graphic PlayStation pictures in it. They showed Uncharted, got a movie, God of War, getting a TV series, and Horizon Zero Dawn. I would not be surprised at oh, right. all if they are keen to turn that into some form of a movie or TV series. Also, if I remember right, it could just be my brain making it up. The one of the other things that they showed was uh Astro from Astro's Player World or Playroom. Yeah. So I'm going <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, if you did like animated shorts like you did with Toy Story with Astro's Playroom dude good idea there because that though that is an addicting game that should be a full-fledged game for the ps5 because that was ridiculously I, fun
1: now that we say it and like i obviously like this is not the discussion we're having but eight like playstation pictures doing shorts like pixar style shorts for their games yeah. on hbo max would be a lot of fun that would be super cool like way to introduce like a base level on um like, because you could get games that like aren't necessarily don't necessarily deserve a full movie, but could be fun to explore. Um, obviously, like the issue would be like you'd run into somebody would want to do like Aloy goes a-, a day where Aloy goes to the market, and it's like, well, that doesn't we want a full show of that of a of of uh, for you know Horizons Zero Dawn, so it, it, that doesn't work. But like some of your smaller games that need that kind of don't need a full two hours or a full 20 you know 10 episode show could be a lot of fun that oh man i i need to be a we need to be boardroom boardroom execs yeah, i can pitch i can pitch We're, stuff we have
0: the wrong calling here
1: yes we do um all right um all right, i let one me bring more. up I got one yeah more. oh well i have three so let me drop two real quick Bust here them. um One of at least to me was the game that got me into um like the 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 uh, uh Dark Souls style games and those difficulties. Bloodborne is a incredibly hard game. <laughs> um yes. but I think as much as like you can kind of tell where the studio decided to go in a more very specific uh artistic d- direction for each of their games. Um and to me i think bloodborne kind of starts that is this very like goth noir aesthetic that has like really creepy but awe-inspiring villains um and and bad guys and 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 the bosses are equal parts horrifying and incredibly uh awe-striking um there's one that i remember that it like just like bloodborne is is one of those games if, for those that don't know you're there's a lot that goes into the lore and like much from soft many from soft games for better or for worse a lot of the lore you have to go out and find it is not spoon fed to you for better or for worse yeah i can see though based on the lore that is that you know because i'm i'm not gonna go out and go find all the lore i'm gonna play through the game and then i'm gonna go watch videos <laughs> of people finding the lore um it's it's incredibly interesting and i feel like a two season 20 maybe 10 15 episode uh season show for bloodborne would be so much fun make it live action um or honestly go castlevania on it do do that kind of anime style but with bloodborne i would do i would love that it'd be so cool the music's fantastic graphics are fantastic game is hard but rewarding at the same time um bloodborne deserves it absolutely um talking <laughs> while well, we're talking about games that are hard but rewarding um cuphead got that got that adaptation to uh animation it is fantastic it's a lot of fun it kind of feels like a no-brainer for me another no-brainer i think is hollow knight i have played the crap out of that game um i have never finished it because i was get distracted because of ADHD and all that but like I was supposed to say josh never gets distracted yeah me never um but hollow knight is one of those games that has such deep lore and has such a Unique aesthetic that even if it was just animated, I would eat that up. Now, live action would blo- would have to be like Jungle Book esque live action, where it's like quote unquote live action, but it's definitely all CGI. Um, I would eat that up. Hollow Knight is an incredible game, and with the incredible uh soundtrack, game mechanics are hard and beautiful, but extremely rewarding. The lore is deep and do you could easily do like a nine ten up ten season show with hollow Knight. it is so good and i i really kind of hope that they do more of it we'll kind of see how what they do with Silk Song, which is the next game in the series is coming out um we'll see what they do with that and if that hopefully does well uh we'll see but yeah um love me some hollow night i have one more what is your last one sir
0: my last one I don't have the most conviction on. <laughs> Fair. But I have the most conviction that it'll be the next announced after Mario. After the success of the Super Mario Brothers movie. If you've been watching our graphic for this entire discussion, it's Kirby. It's got to be Kirby. It's got to be. A, it's amazing to me that that we've gotten nothing since the animated series that was on around the same time oh. as the Ninja Turtles from the 2000s. Because I distinctly remember Kirby being on that DVD that was mysteriously sent to me that we talked about all those weeks ago I remember Kirby was on that, Sonic X was on there Ninja Turtles was on there um, dude Kirby is one of those of like, yeah, it's an iconic character, not in the same echelon as like a Sonic or a Mario but people know who Kirby is also, in this age of Groguisms, people like things that are cute that could still destroy things and that yes. is Kirby to a T. Kirby sucks in the best possible
1: way. <laughs> now, I think the big question comes... Animated. Animated. Yeah, I was going to say there's no way to make this not horrifying as, as if it's live action. The question is,
0: and I actually could go either way with this. Do you do hand-drawn or do you do CG animated? I don't think CG animated would be necessarily the worst route we can go with it i think mario looks outstanding it's one of the most visually gorgeous movies i've seen in a long time i think kirby could go either way we've seen him in 2d animated i don't i'm not as familiar with kirby's lexicon to know if he's gotten the 3d treatment it probably has in recent memory um
1: um yeah the recent game was i thought uh, what is uh final world final these... Something Kirby, Some, yeah. something Kirby The, the most recent on one, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. the most recent one, not the, the remake.
0: But anybody that's even played Smash knows that Kirby doesn't look like much, but has sneaky power. And I think you could also do a lot of fun, creative things with the power of him absorbing stuff. Uh, you can be very, very clever and creative with that. You would need someone to guide Kirby through the world to be the audience's surrogate because kirby's not a he's not the talking type so to speak Um, yeah i i think kirby could absolutely be on the horizon and i could see a kirby and mario crossover i know the meme is i'm here to talk to you about the smash brothers initiative i think that would be fantastic i don't think we'll ever get that
1: but (laughs) i I don't see a world where super smash makes sense (laughs) on screen
0: (laughs) after seeing super mario though And seeing how loyal they were to the source material for that and how much it embodied the essence of Mario and the world of shared cinematic universe that we live in. I think we go from 100% it's not a Smash Brothers movie is never happening to 70% likely that it's not going to happen. I still think nowadays with movies, you can never say never. And I think there's a better chance that Kirby crosses over with Mario than Sonic crossing over with Mario. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. In studio, I would love a smash brothers movie. But the problem is, you know, what's the narrative there? Mortal combat, oh. essentially of whoever oh, wins the
1: smash tournament.
0: No.
1: I have been sitting on one that I didn't realize I needed because there's a animal to crossing. be fair. No, to be fair, there's a couple, there's a like a couple like a pilot in one other episode of this that they tried to make a show um in the when Kirby was really big. F Zero, Captain <gasps> Falcon as a movie. Are you kidding me? That's oh, easy.
0: Dude, I would love a Captain Fabulous movie.
1: Not Fabulous Falcon, Captain Falcon! Get out of here! I know Captain Get out of here. You know I who know Captain, Captain the, Fabulous yeah, is. You're you're the one that like dresses him and puts him in in full pink. And yeah, yeah. You know, oh, anyway. was it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Zero. yes, F-Zero. I am a
0: Captain Falcon main, him and Ganondorf, because I will just spam the Falcon punch. But no, Captain Fabulous is my option when someone else is playing as Captain Falcon, and you need to differentiate them. Although <laughs> that would be a so fun much. homage, as if you have a whole bunch of different Falcons. But now that you mention it, I would love an F-Zero movie. The thing is, current Nintendo doesn't know what F-Zero is. <laughs>
1: yeah which is really sad because like even having a like a like an f-zero game would be so cool like it kind of sucks that like we have a captain falcon character who lives in infamy in the super smash games but really don't have much as far as game gaming to his name um it kind of makes me a little bitter because fire emblem is getting a tunnel kind of characters put into into smash and I kind of wish you know, Captain uh, Captain Falcon had like a little bit something more to say. I almost said it, and I hate you. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so my last one is I don't think it's that surprising for anybody that knows me. Um, I think it makes the most sense is if you want to make a billion dollars. Uh, Fortnite, Titanfall, Titanfall <laughs> makes so much sense. Um, Titanfall. Yes, you're telling me you can have a world where like real steel and, and pacific rim kind of mix like but it's also like a military movie god that would be so would, cool
0: as i see i didn't play the first titanfall but i still want to play titanfall 2 i'd be down for that the problem is i'm probably one of the proud and the few that played titanfall two, because <laughs> that's okay we fair. saw the sales numbers that plummeted between one and two which sucks because the second one is actually a really good competent game and i think there is stuff there but i don't know if the brand is is there to be fair
1: the brand is because respawn has been in the front of the br um thing with everything with apex apex is in that world of of titanfall so the brand is there uh and we all know and it has been rumored that they've been trying to do something with titanfall for for forever so i wouldn't be surprised if that is at the very least an animated show like riot-esque kind of titanfall game happening would oh, that would be oh that would be so cool i would love that oh my gosh so i call an audible and call
0: one last one that i'm i'm a little stronger in my convictions about than kirby okay this game came out i believe in between the first and second titanfall and mm-hmm. came and had a huge hype but it died really really quickly which sucks because the premise works i think it can absolutely work for a movie evolve for those that don't remember evolve that was like dead by daylight except instead of a monster it's except instead of a killer it's one gigantic monster versus one squad of people i would oh
1: well, I yeah would love,
0: it's like four or five hunters versus one gigantic monster is it a little too predator sure but it's like a Jaeger, almost, from Pacific Rim versus humans. And I'm going, don't care. Make it happen. We will rampage this. Make a Rampage movie. We've never done a Rampage movie before. At all. Ever. I, uh, We've never uh, done Rampage.
1: To be fair, you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, dude. Um, There's a game that I've, I've just bought that I, I'm excited to play. It's called Dredge. It's uh, basically a fishing sim, but like if you're not careful, there's eldritch horror monsters that can that you can pull up on accident and they will kill you. So there's that, like it, which is super cool. Like games are such a ripe opportunity papers, for please. Movies. Yeah, papers. Oh my gosh, papers, please. Oh no, like there's so much, like, yeah, like stuff like that. And that like, especially in the horror space, the horror space in gaming is incredible, and there's so much content there to be reaped that i think that the adaptations now which is really crazy that we're coming full circle here that because our first discussion um with was a that we ever did on the pod was about video game adaptations and you were staunchly on the side of they can absolutely work if they've done well and i was starchly on the side of i don't think they're possible i don't think you can ever do one that's really really well and then we saw sonic um and then so you uh, said would flop i did i did but to be fair at the time when i said that the only campaign we had was that first trailer and that first trailer is awful (laughs) it's so bad it's the origin of the tinfoil hat
0: theory of I yes. still maintain that they were always going to change the design for Sonic. They just wanted to win over brownie points with people.
1: <laughs> Maybe. But I think I still at this point we are in a golden age where adaptations make the most sense and they can absolutely happen. Um, I think anything if Sonic and uncharted really even to its to its credit and especially mario has shown anything if you are faithful to your fans and to your content but there's and even last of us especially if you're faithful to your content in the game that you are pulling from you're not going to have an issue at all uh fans will show up for your movie they will watch it um it's why i think uh movies like doom never worked because while they're kind of quote-unquote like the game they're also nothing like the game and that's why like it's seen outside of other reasons it's seen as one of the biggest one of one of the biggest failures when when it comes to video game adaptations
0: i wonder if doom is why dwayne johnson never plays a villain besides get smart on like a deep deep psychological level
1: that's actually a good question i i kind of wonder that Hmm.
0: the more you know and thoughts to ponder <laughs> for future episodes. Well, what do you guys think? What are some video games that you absolutely love that think could be translated to either movie or TV show, since that seems to be the popular trend nowadays? Let us know down in the comments below where else I came from, you guys. And as always, if you haven't already, subscribe us wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Amazon Podcasts. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube, help us get to a thousand subscribers. And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals.